Hey guys, welcome back to the Learn by Doing podcast. I'm Christian, and we are continuing our conversation on personal growth. We have Colby Kissinger with us. We're so excited that he's here with us. If you haven't heard the first few episodes yet, you can please check them out earlier on the podcast. We have had really great conversations, and they've just been so meaningful for me, and I'm sure they've been very meaningful for Colby as well. Our last episode, we talked about the spiritual and physical realms, those those two different worlds, there's some misconceptions and just thoughts about them, but they're actually closer and more interconnected than we may realize. We talked about Jesus and how he is the perfect human, the ultimate pinnacle of heaven on earth and how we are the image of God and how we live that out is when we have a growth team and we allow ourselves to be humble and vulnerable with other people, we really set ourselves up to have success in a lot of different areas in our life. Whatever we allow people into, God is in that. And he helps us through the many aspects of life. So we're really excited to be continuing the conversation. Today we're talking about mental and emotional health. When I think about mental and emotional health, that is so big. It's so massive of a topic. And I'm going to read a quote from the book, Switch on Your Brain by Dr. Caroline Leaf. It says here, A study by the American Medical Association found that stress is a factor in 75% of all illnesses and diseases that people suffer from today. That just kind of shows you the weight and the importance of how you think. I'm thinking through Colby, a lot of our audience might be pastors Mm -hmm. who may wear multiple hats, probably probably do wear multiple hats. Um, I know personally my uh, youth pastor growing up, he was the youth pastor, the young adults pastor, the worship pastor, and he did Sunday school every Sunday morning. Yeah, and he probably did facilities too. Like <laughs> yeah. we can just throw yeah, <laughs> just yeah. Throw everyone's in cleaning toilets every yeah. once in a while. And then I'm also thinking about college students. Like I recently just graduated from college. I'm thinking about an 18 year old coming out of high school. They have never had a college workload. Yeah. All of a sudden, you have five or six full on college classes. You're trying to make friends. Yeah. You're trying to be social. You're also realizing that you're taking on debt. Debt. So you need to get a job. You need a job. And sometimes it's a part-time job. Sometimes it's a full-time job. Yeah. With a full college load. And then uh, you have college experiences. You want to go to... You want to go to the football game. Things. You want to go hang out with friends. I'm thinking about our Oak School of Leadership students. Yeah. Our students at OSL, we have internships that they are a part of ranging anywhere from 10 to 20, maybe even 30 hours if it's a busy week. Yeah. That's a lot of time. Yeah. Like there's a lot of stress. I mean, part, again, part of that may be self-induced. We just, just you know, talking about it is like, oh, yeah, it makes, not in college it makes anymore. me feel stressed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like hard to keep it all straight. And so, so many people, so busy, so many different things. Yeah. People are so stressed out. Yeah. Cause the, the thing is these things are not all bad. Yeah. Having friends is a good thing. We've we've talked about the importance of friendship and community. You you need a job, you need to work to, yeah. to have money so you can eat and live and you know, put gas in your car. So Colby, you just recently took on a second job. Yeah. To the one you already have. You currently are the student experience director here at Oak School of Leadership. And recently within the past two months, is that yeah. correct? Yeah. Uh, have become the young adults pastor here at Oaks Church. So you've already hit the ground running and you have a lot of really great stuff going on right now. And you're married. Yes. And your wife is also working at the church. Yes. So tell us a little bit about how that works for you and Alex. Well, one, 
I, I tell people a lot of time, I don't have, we don't have kids yet. So there's, there's no excuse for me. You do have two dogs. I do have two dogs. And one of them is <laughs> much bigger than a child. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, and I am starting, uh, uh, school in the fall. So that'll be, uh, you know, something added to the plate as well, regardless of whatever season, whether you have kids, whether you're in school, whether you just started school, you know, multiple jobs. I think first thing is to understand that God set up something for us to manage stress and it's called the Sabbath. Yeah. And we can spend a lot of time talking about the Sabbath, but we yeah. don't we don't need to. Point is is that God set up the Sabbath for us to rest. And for me personally, just had a lot of revelation about this because um I've stepped into these two roles and, you know, yeah. me and my wife, we're just we're busy. <laughs> you, and you're reali- you're probably realizing like I need yeah something. I, I need to I manage need, this. I need something to cope yeah. with the pressures and the stress of life and leading people, loving people, ministering to people, giving yeah. of myself to others. And what we realized is that God set this up, man. So what we started doing is just having a Sabbath. And um, I had a lot of revelation, uh, learning a lot from this church out in Jacksonville, Florida called Celebration Church with uh, Pastor Stovall Weems. And what we realized is that a sa- I used to think the Sabbath was just like a day for me to sleep. Yeah, chill out. Yeah. And just watch Netflix. But what I came to realize is that a Sabbath is to restore. It is not to just rest, but it's also to restore. And by resting, there's restoration. And so what we soon realized is that a Sabbath is about inviting Jesus into your home to receive peace for all the stress and all the pressure that you have. So going into this a little bit, what we realized, the Jewish people have been doing this for thousands of years. I think it's working pretty well for them if they keep doing it for thousands of years, you know. But also God mandated it. He said, hey, this is something you need to do. It's an appointed time for us to meet, for me to come into your home. So what the Jewish people do, Messianic Jews, what they do is they have a meal on a Friday night, and basically they invite Jesus to the dinner table. They take communion. They pray for one another. They eat dinner, and they fellowship, and that's it. You yeah. know, And it's, it's, the whole day is, is basically based around this concept that I'm inviting Jesus into my home. And I'm spending time with Jesus. Does that mean that I that I can't sleep? And because Jesus is there, I just totally need to be awake the whole time and just need to be praying and worshiping the whole time? No, that's not what it means. But what it what it means is that there has to be peace. And if you if you don't allow Jesus to come in and take the burden off of you, you're going to continue to carry it. And so it's just this weekly. Um, ritual. Now, we, me and my wife, we don't have a dinner and do communion and pray for one another every week, but we do it about twice a month. And I'm just finding this to be so restoring and yeah. managing the stress where I can just take it off and go, God, I know that you have this. You've asked me to do this. I can trust that you will help me this next week. Yeah. Uh, like you got me through this week. Okay, now get me through the next one, you know? So yeah. the Sabbath is just a very key placeholder, important thing that you can Im- implement at any time in your life during the week to literally just invite Jesus to come in and, and restore peace. Yeah, and that sounds a lot like something we talked about in our last conversation about the spiritual act has a very real physical consequence of life being returned to you. Yeah. Sabbath isn't just, I don't think about work. I watch TV and sleep. Yeah. It's not just that it's, it's a very active day. Yeah. yeah. And what that activity is, 
actively surrendering and submitting the things of your life to yeah. the Lord and saying, Lord, I, I'm stressed out. I can't do this. I got so much on my plate, but I know you are good and you love me and you want to help me. And I need that and yeah. I need you. So I am choosing to not stress about it. Yeah. I think what you have to realize is that let's say if I'm running a marathon, okay, and, but I have this huge weighted vest on, okay, I could totally try and run the marathon with the weighted vest. Okay? Sounds terrible. Sounds terrible. Or let's just say, okay, I'm going to run for, you know, an entire week, yeah. right? If I just try to do that, carrying the vest the whole time and never taking it off, mm-hmm. I, my body never allows itself to heal. Yeah, it, it doesn't allow itself to bring back all the small torn tissues that were mm-hmm. torn because I was carrying the vest yeah. and running. More than that, it's not just taking a couple hours and sleeping with the vest off. Okay, if you're able to take a day and totally heal and restore, you're actually going to be able to go faster and further carrying that vest than you would on on your own and. Not on your own, but just doing it on a continual basis without ever stopping, without ever resting. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. So I'm I'm thinking through when you are so busy, yeah. the college student, the multiple hat wearing pastor, yeah. how in the world do they find time to do this weekly? Yeah. Here's the reality. Whatever is a priority will get done. Yeah. If rest and restoration and margin is a priority in your life, it will get done. Yeah. Okay. So again, whatever we focus on, uh, whatever we choose to seek first yeah. is going to organize every other facet of our life. Yeah. Okay. Now, while doing that and connecting to the source of God is, will sustain us. It will. Okay. That doesn't mean that we can't have moments where we rest. Jesus said, man was not made for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath was made for man. Yeah. Meaning that it is not a legalistic rule that we have to do this every single week right but it is something that god created for us yeah. so that we could know hey dude i created this so for that, you for you so that you don't die from all the work that you have to do yeah you know yeah and if you can prioritize that and find time i think from just my life and you know doing two jobs being married man mm-hmm. like it has brought tremendous health and it has it has brought a lot of value and life to us. Yeah, and I think about man, the, there's so many great aspects about the Sabbath, and we'll we'll move on because we don't want to spend too much time on it. But it's there's so many different areas, and yeah. there's life that is returned to you. Yeah, and and we need that, and that helps us so much with the things that the Lord has put on our plate and allows us to do. Another aspect about mental and emotional health that's been very helpful for me personally. I know it's been helpful for you also. Is, is this idea of counseling. That's so hard. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about in our previous episode about vulnerability and inviting people into your life to help. So obviously you're in counseling. Tell me a little bit about your experience with that and how that happens for you. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> it's a funny story. I wouldn't even have thought about it if it hadn't been for our pastor, Scott Wilson. He came up to me one day. It was right after Alex and I got married. And he very intensely comes up to me. No one's around. He <laughs> looks at me dead in the eye and he goes, are you in counseling? <laughs> and no context. Yeah, there's of, no context. There's, there's never no, any context. There's no context. <laughs> like there's no prior conversation. Yep. He goes, are you in counseling? And I was like, uh, no. 
Why would I do that? Did Alex tell you something? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, did something happen that I wasn't aware of that somebody told you and now you're coming up to me telling me My that? My pastor is asking me about counseling. Like, is there something I'm not aware of? Yes. <laughs> what am I doing wrong? Yeah. You know? And he said very, very abruptly, you need to be in counseling. And I was like, okay, yeah, but what, what for? He goes, you don't know. And I was like, I don't know what. He goes, you don't know what healthy looks like. You don't have a clear picture. Now, you don't know no. what a healthy marriage looks like. You don't know what. He's like, all you know are what your family yeah. has has been like. And, and wow. just so you, I mean, my family, did we just, we've experienced divorce. Um, my family is, I love my family, but we've just gone through a lot of hard stuff. But the point is that he was basically saying, hey, you don't have a good picture of what individual health looks like or what a marriage a healthy marriage, an A plus marriage looks like. Yeah. He's like, you, you, you just don't know. Right. So you need to get into counseling to get a better perspective. And so I asked him like, why is this so important? Yeah. And he told me something that I'll never forget. He goes, Colby, I don't, I invest more into counseling than I do in anything else to help me grow. Wow. So going back to the growth team. And aspect, he's a, he's a very wise and He's, he's done a lot of things. Yeah, he's done a lot of things. So for and him he's, to say that And he's someone that I would consider that I go to and uh, look to for advice on personal growth. Yes. And he has read tons of books and has done a lot in terms of growing himself. Yes. So for him to tell me, hey, the number one thing that I invest in is counseling really changed my perspective on personal growth. Okay, because again, you have to be connected to the source and you have to have a team of people but counseling, especially for your mental and emotional health, is going to affect every other area of your life. It's going to affect your marriage. It's going to affect finances. It's going to affect your physical health, everything. Yeah. According to the American Medical Association and Dr. Leaf, apparently it is responsible for 75% yeah. of Stre diseases. Yeah, They're stress, related yeah, to stress. stress. Yeah. And so counseling really is just how to handle and cope with healthy coping mechanisms to handle the stresses of life. He also told me that Listen, you may not be in a terrible situation right now, yeah. but you don't want to start going to counseling when you get into a terrible situation. You want to have already laid the groundwork in your marriage, in your life, so that when a family member dies or when something tragic happens, you don't have to work through all these past issues that you already have. You've worked through those. You can actually step into actually handling this situation. Yeah, you can focus on the main problem. Exactly. And so, man, so Alex and I, we started doing individual counseling, marriage counseling. It's the number one thing that we invest in. And I can just personally tell you, <laughs> <laughs> it has drastically changed our life without a shadow of a doubt. And I would say to a pastor or, or a college student that you're like, man, I don't have any money. Like, or, or somebody that's like, dude, I can't invest like a college student specifically. Yeah. Like I can't invest. I literally don't have any money. Yeah. Like there are free counseling opportunities available. I would say strongly suggest that you connect with a Christian counselor because you know, other counselors, secular counselors, they have different methods for us. We went, started meeting with a Christian counselor and it was like, <laughs> Such a huge revelation because I was like, man, he knows way more than me yeah. <laughs> about mental health. And you, you, know? and you think oh. you are the one thinking in your head constantly. You think you know yourself yes. more than anyone. I, yeah, of course. I I know. I'm me. I, yeah. I, know I know me. I know all the problems that I have. And like after like the fifth <laughs> session, I was like, I, I, oh my gosh, my life is ruined. <laughs> you know, not ruined, but just like 
there were so many more problems that I didn't even realize that I had. And it, it was such a great opportunity to grow because again, I had someone else's eyes looking at my life. I had someone else that was helping me cultivate the ground um, where I needed to grow in my mental and emotional health. And that directly affected my marriage. It directly affected our finances. You know, it directly affected my physical health. I mean, everything began to change whenever I started thinking about things differently and handling the stress of life. So think about this, man. I didn't, I started doing counseling three years ago. Okay. Now I'm stepping into this role with two jobs and there's a lot of stress there. Yeah. But I already know practices and ways to handle and cope with that stress because I had laid the groundwork. And so God wouldn't have been able to give me this opportunity to serve and love people in this way without me having to lay the groundwork a couple of years ago, man. You know, because I had a lot of issues. Dude, I'm so jacked up. I got some <laughs> issues. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it, but it's, it's just a reality, you know. Sure. You got to start somewhere. And so, man, it has just played a huge, huge role in our life and in our marriage. Man, that's so good. So I, I, I love what Pastor Scott said to, you know, don't wait for big things. Like, d- don't wait for a big problem to arise before you get into counseling. Yeah. Because like you said, you get others' perspective. You will have known how to handle stress, like a general yeah. overall life stress and things like that. So when a big problem comes, you can deal with that problem. And yeah. that is the main issue. So I'm wondering, because this is, it's, it's a very common thing. And so help us with this problem. Why is counseling seen as such a negative thing? Yeah. I think a lot of people think they're they're afraid of counseling. Yeah. Because they're afraid of being vulnerable. It might be like we talked about in an earlier episode. You talked about you want to protect the weak and the vulnerable. Yeah. I think when people may think of counseling, they think of if I go to counseling, I will be admitting I have problems. Yeah. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to acknowledge that. And I definitely do not want other people talking to me about my problems. Did you ever experience anything like that? Yeah. So I think there are two common obstacles when it comes into counseling. One is it costs money. Yeah. So that's just the point blank practical obstacle is that it costs money and it can be sometimes expensive, you Mm know, $75 a session, $60 a session, you're like, crap, dude, why would I spend that when I can just go read the Bible or I can just go read a book? Yeah. You know? Which is, is very valid. I mean, that's a very valid argument. And, and you're thinking, if I spend all this money on counseling, then I'll have stress about my finances. It's <laughs> <That's> expensive <laughs> yeah. stress. Yeah. So then I'll need counseling even more. Uh, yeah, then I'll need counseling. But it, the point is this. You invest in and are intentional with whatever you want to see growth in. Okay. If, if I'm going to cultivate an area, if I'm going to work and see God grow in an area, I got to cultivate the ground. I got to sow seed and invest in the ground. If I want to see growth in and health in my mental health and my emotional health, I got to invest in it. I got to be intentional about it. And you just have to come to that realization. You can't sow seed and see growth. You have to sow seed in order to see growth in something. Yeah. Okay. You can't just expect oranges to come without sowing orange seeds. So if I want to see something grow and health come in my mental or emotional state, I, I have to invest in it. Okay. It's just reality. Now, I know a lot of counselors, Christian counselors that will work with people and, and do like, hey, we'll do a half off type deal until you can, until your finances get better and you can work at this. Okay. I mean, people yeah. will work with you. Yeah. I know there are counselors who will work with you. So you can't let that be an excuse. The other one is that people will think I'm crazy. Yeah. And the thing is, is that 
You are you crazy. Are crazy. <laughs> yeah. Everyone like, is crazy. We in have their own so way. many dude, it's it's just so the idea that everyone is perfect or the idea that you don't have problems and if you don't learn to understand that you have problems and you those problems cannot be solved by yourself. Yeah. You need other people to help cultivate the ground in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit so that you can work through those things. Because whether, like I told you earlier, man, when I went to counseling, I thought I was fine. Like I thought I was good. Yeah. I get five sessions in and the world just comes unglued because (laughs) I realized, dude, I'm, I have all these unhealthy ways of thinking that I've built up over time. I have all these unhealthy coping mechanisms that I've built up over time. And I need a professional, mm-hmm. not a pastor. That's not a professional. Right. So a lot of people think that pastors are counselors. Wrong. Yeah, that is not true. You need to go find a professional counselor, not yeah. a pastor, because they professionally know how to address these coping mechanisms, yeah. cope, and, and know how for you to think healthy about certain things. Like yeah. my counselor, in a lot of ways, man. The the what I talked about in one of the first um, in our earlier podcasts is that everything was based on performance for me. Yeah. I discovered that things, my value was not based on performance in counseling. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, it, it wasn't me reading the Bible and God gave me some great revelation. My counselor was like, okay, so if a child that is disabled can't do anything, are they valuable? And I looked at him dead in the face. I said, no. The most selfish answer I could ever say because I believed that what you did determined your value. Yeah. And and then I go, I said, I said, is that wrong? And he goes, Oh, that's unhealthy. <laughs> and so yeah, and it, that's pretty messed up, man. Yeah, that's, that's unhealthy. So you so what you're saying is, you know, unborn babies aren't valuable. People that are disabled aren't valuable because they can't do anything. And then God just helped me realize, like through prayer and counseling, that man. I am the only person. That person is the only person. Like, I'm the only Colby that's ever going to exist in the universe ever. That's pretty valuable. Jesus died for that person. That's pretty valuable. They don't even have to do anything because Jesus died for them. They're super valuable. So, man, I wouldn't have had those truths. I wouldn't have. That's just one example. Dude, that's one example of probably like 500 for me that I'm able to think about something in the right way, but also deal with stress, man, and, and yeah. cope with stress. Cause I had, I mean, people cope with stress in so many different ways in unhealthy ways. And, yeah. and we have to be able to figure out ways to deal with it in healthy ways. Yeah. And you know, I, I think about pastor Scott, uh, he goes, I, I believe it's every other week. And then once a month or so he goes uh, with his wife, Jenny, yeah. how, how often do you go yeah. What well, like what does your counseling so schedule look like? We basically go once a month mm-hmm. individually and then once as a married couple. So corporately or as a whole family, I'm having to pay for three counseling sessions sure. a month. Yeah. And again, like I don't invest as much into books anymore. I don't invest into like conferences or uh-huh. anything like that because not not to say that those things are bad and I don't that I don't put money towards those or I don't invest in those. It's just, I've realized if I don't get help from a professional in my mental and emotional health, every other area is going to be affected by it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. And so that's, that's something that, that we do. That's how often we go. Now I, I think it depends on the season, man. I mean, at first we can only, one of us could only go once a month when we yeah. first got first started doing it. Mm-hmm. Like we can only do one session a month, but I was like, dude, one session is better than no session. It's, you know, yeah. 
And so you just got to start somewhere and, and figure it out. And, you know, we had a great counselor and he was like, hey, for your first three sessions will be free. And then after that, why don't you guys just pay me what you can? And so I, I took that as very honorable. So I yeah. paid him what we could. And then when we could pay the, the full amount, I said, hey, we're paying this because you invested in me and believed in me. I'm going to do this for you. Yeah, that's that's not normal. No, it's not. That's, I mean, from a pure business mindset yeah and that yeah. doesn't make any no, sense it is it is but, but there are people yeah great christian medical professionals yes who love their patients so much that they are willing to work either for free yeah <laughs> for yeah. three sessions and then at a discounted rate for a while that is that's so helpful i mean christian to know that there's people out there christian counselors in my perspective are burden bearers and they are some of the that is probably one of the greatest assets to the body of Christ. I mean, just this is just yeah. my perspective, man, because they help carry those burdens and help me process and break down the stress of that. I think they are an intercessor. You know, yeah. they are intercessing, praying to the Lord on, on behalf, behalf. Um, on your behalf and carrying that load for you, pastoring you and helping you. The counseling, they are the expert when it comes to mental health, but they're just helping you to deal with stress. Yeah, They're helping you to cope with stress. They're helping you to think right ways, healthy ways. They're just another set of eyes. They're just another person on the, on the ground that you're working and tilling and, and trying to cultivate. Yeah. So I think it would be safe to say that you think everyone should be in counseling or should do it semi-regularly. Yeah, Just I, be involved. If you want to see God do growth in your life, it's something that you need to cultivate yeah. for sure. And last thing on counseling, I was thinking about even if there's not like a an issue on your mind, you should go. Like what you're saying, another set of eyes and ears with you, having a sounding board to verbally process. Yeah. One of the things that I realized with, with counseling is that it's a safe place. Now, yes. there may be some, dude, there's probably some people out there that have been jacked by counselors. Yeah, there, and there have, that been, have been hurt by counselors. There have been abuses. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not, you know, we're not negating that. But that doesn't mean we should not still believe in the practice and not yes. still believe in the the concept of it and the idea of it. But one of the things that I realize is that I'm not, I, I if I'm dealing with something, I don't just tell everybody what I'm dealing with if it's a big personal issue. That counselor is a safe place where I can talk to them about everything openly and freely. Yeah. I can, if I'm mad at somebody, you know, if I'm mad at my wife, you know, yeah. you know, it's just, it's a place that is safe where you can confess. It is a, it is a place where you can talk about sins and issues that you're dealing with and, yeah. can, and, and they can pray for you and you can be healed from those things. You know, it is a safe place where you can be a hundred percent vulnerable and know that that person is is praying for you and is helping you because if you're just left to your own thoughts you will go crazy yeah you know you will man is not good for man to be alone no you know yeah and you know relating it back to what we talked about in the last episode it is being humble and being yeah. vulnerable with those in a sense your counselor can be a huge part of your growth team yeah. your mental and emotional health that is something that is insanely valuable and should be very well protected yeah and invested in yeah so, Colby, uh, we've had some really, really great conversations. It's been so great to talk about these things that, honestly, we didn't even plan on talking about that that were brought up, and it's been so helpful. And yeah. I'm so glad that we got to talk about them. So I think we can both agree the underlying important message about all of this is that I do not make things grow. 
on my own. Yeah. And who does? God. It is God. Yeah. And we have to be connected so closely to him, to the source. Yeah. He is the source. Yeah. Um, and it's so great. So we can ask ourselves, am I connected to the source? Yeah. Very helpful stuff. I'm so glad that we've got to sit down and have these multiple conversations. It's been so great for me. Thanks for coming on to the show. Yeah, man. It's been great. Thanks for having me. Guys, thank you for tuning in. Please listen to our podcast. Next time, we'll be doing a product review of the Full Focus Planner by Michael Hyatt. It's a, it's a very valuable planner and tool that multiple people around here, around the church that are using it and have seen great growth. It helps you focus on the things that you need to do in work and personal life. It's been featured and reviewed by the U.S. Weekly, Seattle Times, and the Inc. Magazine. So thank you for tuning in to the Learn By Doing podcast.